our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather, how are you? Hey, Chrissy. Whew, Heather, it was a pretty rough week in old Chrissy land, but let's get into some fun okay. instead of griping. Let's have a fun Friday show. Fun Friday. And I actually want to open our show with the... <clears throat> Here's something someone else said that we wish we said, but since they said it, we don't have to say it. And they said it better anyway. So... Here's Heather's quote. Guys, it's a Heather's quote, and I am doing it. (laughs) Yay! I can't wait to hear what I came up with. Part of the magic of making this podcast is, for me, Heather, truly the opportunity to be friends with you. Aww. I just want to give you a public shout-out because you're a really good friend. Oh, my gosh. You knew I had a shitty week. (laughs) You checked on me constantly. You sent me flowers with a funny note. You are a good person to have in someone's corner, and I'm glad that you're in my corner. So I wanted to share with our listeners something that you said to me over last weekend that I thought was super lovely. Oh, no. (laughs) So this is Heather's quote. She said, you don't have to catch yourself on fire to keep others warm. (laughs) And that resonated. Did you make it up? No. No. (laughs) I read that somewhere. You know what? Actually, I did a... uh, and now, the results of Chrissy's cursory Google search. And the results that it yielded um, said it was from a book called Beard in Mind by Penny Reed. Okay. But I don't know about that. I feel like maybe you made it up, Heather. You say that motivational speakers rip you off all the time. <laughs> like, so maybe maybe this one's yours. Maybe, this maybe one's I yours. said it in a, in a previous life. Maybe. And it just came bursting back through. I did think that was nice. I thought that the sentiment of that, it like, I, I actually had never heard that before. Like, and it's one of those things, you know, like when the, there's just really simple and you've like, I should have heard this like a thousand times, you know, and I thought that was neat. You don't have to catch yourself on fire to keep others warm. I remember first time that I read that and it resonated with me because I often am in conversations with people who do that and they, and they, they feel like they, that, um, putting themselves and their needs last um, is their calling, is their duty. Mm-hmm. And then, but then also dwelling too much on other people's, um, what your effect has been on other people. Yeah, I think that some of us are guilty of that. And honestly, it's a little self important of us to do that. You know, it really is yeah. like, oh, I made such a, you know, <laughs> like my opinion is yeah. so oh gosh. pivotal right. to their life that they're just crushed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, don't catch yourself on fire, people. And, um, you know, I liked that. 
Good. Before we get into the grab bag, I have a little bit of... Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Heather, I want to know mm-hmm. when I can hear you solve everything. Do we have oh. a firm launch yet? Well, um, I'm hopeful that it is going to launch on Tuesday, August the 10th. 11th. Ah. <laughs> August 11th. So that's yes. like Tuesday. Tuesday. Because it's Friday. Yeah. So Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. That's yeah. going to be really, really exciting. And that leaves no break between when the other show, when Not Quite Therapy ended and we'll just move right on. I we'll just move right that. on. That's actually a question for Producer it. John. <laughs> well, you know, Producer John's not with us today, so uh, we're going to go with that. Guys, just keep looking, keep mm-hmm. watching because it's coming. Yeah, I'll shout it from the rooftop till mm-hmm. it's ready. I also want our listeners to know that next week is already, Heather, again, our recap with Brian Week. Oh, wait. So if you can't stand the thought of, you know, you you got him for Not Quite Therapy on Tuesday and you won't get to hear him next week. But you will. He'll be back on Friday. You'll get to hear him ramble and mansplain and, you know, do all the Brian-y things that Brian does. come and answer all of our questions that we didn't even know that we had. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. To the grab bag. What, what did they come up with now? Ew, not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Heather, I thanked you earlier for being a good friend, and now I have to thank you again oh for my, my show topic today. <laughs> because, um, all right, I have, I, have, I have to make a... It's time for a true confession. You are forgiven, my child. Bless her heart. Heather and I got into a conversation, um, and we kind of had to flip like a metaphorical coin to see who got to tackle this topic. (laughs) And I won by telling Heather that it was my dream (laughs) to study this. When I was in fourth grade, Heather, I saved this on the in the back to to tell you later. I wrote a like fifteen to twenty page paper on the interpretation of dreams by Freud. Wow. This was probably also the first window of time where I dreamed up my invention that has still yet to come to it to fruition. Remember when I talked about I was going to hook people up to electrodes and I was going to be able to see their dreams and stream it like Netflix? Yes, I'm not going to study be them. one of your test people. Oh, I still, I, th- I would love that. I want that <laughs> so much. I took a class in college specifically about um, sleep disorders and the neuropsychology of sleep. Like, mm. yeah. And these were all the things I was keeping in my back pocket so that you would give me this topic as the episode <laughs> we, the, the coin made a good choice because i was not nearly as prepared i just wanted to talk about this creepy dream that i had well and that's exactly it so why don't you tell people what happened to you yesterday that brought us to um oh we should do a show on this tell, tell us what happened oh my gosh okay so well i just i took a nap and i had a creepy weird nap dream and it was one of those one of those dreams where you're not positive if you're awake or not. Mm-hmm. And this happens to me frequently. I frequently dream about things that are actually happening in my life, like work-related dreams. I, I will, I honestly, at least a couple of times a week, question whether or not I actually sent an email or I just dreamt that I sent it. Mm-hmm. Because, And I have to check because mm-hmm. I dream about the most mundane things all the time. And um, but this dream was one where I I wasn't positive if it was if I was awake or if I was asleep because the dream was taking place in the place where I was taking the nap. 
Mm, gotcha. And I dreamed, I think, I wasn't, I was confused the whole time. I could hear my son in the other room talking to his friend, which was actually happening. Okay. But then also in my dream, I was trying to get up and I couldn't get up. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get from the couch to the door, which was closed. And in my dream, I was like crawling on the floor and I was trying to get like pieces of carpet to grab onto because I was having a really hard time like propelling myself forward. Mm-hmm. And then I was saying, help me, help me. And nobody like I was saying it in my mind, but it wasn't coming out mm-hmm. and I knew they couldn't hear me. And then I was starting to panic. And then I thought, I wonder if maybe like at some point I fell into a coma and I'm in the coma and we're at the hospital and I can hear them talking about me and I'm trying to communicate with them and they can't hear me. Mm -hmm. And then that freaked me out. Mm -hmm. And then somehow I got myself awake. And once I opened my eyes and I realized that had just been a dream I felt a big sense of relief, but I was also super creeped out because it was such a vivid, weird dream. And then I texted you and told you that I had a weird dream. And I texted my friend Carol and told her that I had a weird dream. And then I went into the garage and I told Robbie that I had a weird dream. And then I said, I'm going to Trader Joe's because I have to have something normal. (laughs) Well, um, so as Heather explained her dream and her symptoms to me, first of all, today we can talk about what the dream could have meant. We can interpret dreams. Mm. We can do that. Um, And I also told you that what happened in your dream is a phenomenon called um, sleep paralysis. And it sounds like you had an episode of that. It also sounds like the fact that you kind of knew that it was a dream and you knew that the outside world was coming through, that would be a lucid dream. Okay. Um, A dream when you know you're dreaming. You know, that's kind of a lucid dream. So before we dig in. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... Guys, might I recommend that you take a trip down the rabbit hole of the internet? Oh, gosh. There are so many crazy, weird, interesting anomalies about sleep. It is an absolutely fascinating topic. There's so much we don't know about ourselves. Why do we sleep at all? Are we giving our brains a break so they can heal? Are we trying to process all the things that flood our consciousness? Are we trying to fulfill our desires or, you know, explore our fears in ways that we can't in the actual world? Do we sort out our problems in our sleep? I do. Mm-hmm. I solve my problems in my sleep. Why can't we remember them? Do they have hidden meanings? Do they mean anything? Are we actually someone else and somewhere else when we dream? Is it a different plane of consciousness or a different reality, a different form of reality? Is the waking world just a tiny part of reality? Oh, and then when you're in the rabbit hole, read a few studies on sleep deprivation. And what happens to people when you don't let them sleep? I mean, just, ooh, doggy, go to the Mr. Google. <laughs> the answer to all those questions from me is yes. Mm. All, of that is the, all of that is the true situation. It's all of it. So go to Google, spiral on down, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's a lot of fun down that rabbit hole. You'll have a good time. Heather, what do you think is the fundamental function or functions of sleep? Why do we sleep? Oh my gosh! Well, I'm I'm I am of the camp that we give our bodies a rest, and that our our brains need to catalog all the information that we've taken in, and our muscles and bones and everything need a chance to rest. Although I don't know, some people don't necessarily 
Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what I think. Um, I'm putting up a link to um, what Harvard has to say oh. about why we sleep. Um, Harvard has a few different theories. We've got, I think what you're saying probably is like a restorative theory kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep restores what's lost in the body while we're awake, perhaps. Yeah. Um, there's a brain plasticity theory, which is interesting. You thought this is such a good rabbit hole. It's so much fun. Um, that it changes the structure and organization of our brains. I think like a lot of a lot of it though, like no matter what the theory, and you can read all the four or five different theories when we go in here, tie back to we need some time to shut off all the stimuli and work with it and process it. I don't know necessarily why dreams are a part of that because sleep and dreaming are two different topics yes and depending on uh how deep into this we get today we may end up doing a separate episode (laughs) about about dreams you know but um yeah i think i think that there has to be something to it that is restorative and i was reading a few things that were like just like food we eat food because we have to put the things into our body that you know make it continue to go we need rest to have time to process that you know and even the food like is a part of it you know to have time to not be a consumer to be inactive you know and that's one of the theories too inactivity theory you know um so there's all these different hypothesized reasons that we sleep well i can tell you i value sleep and i will not negotiate i go to bed Mm -hmm. i don't skimp on sleep and I'm a firm believer that, um, well, I'm a morning person, and so I do my best work after a good night's sleep. And I've never been successful at staying up to finish something. Yeah. Um, I I go to bed, I get rest, I sleep on it, and then I wake up refreshed and ready to get back to work. I definitely feel like I'm one of those people who I need sleep. Like I said, I've solved my problems in my sleep a lot. Like, if I don't have an answer to something, or Mm -hmm. if I don't have it, like... I will wake up with it a hundred percent. Yeah. You know? Um, and a lot of times I, if I go to sleep with something specific on my mind, like let's pretend it did not happen today, but let's pretend that I didn't really have my show ready. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, like sometimes if I'm tired and it's late, I am able to just go to sleep and know that I will wake up early with the right idea for what I need to do for my show. Me too. You know, like a hundred percent, I'll just be like, well, it's fine because yeah. I'll wake up with the answer, you know? So my brain's very good at processing things when I give it a moment, you know? And so I think that that's a, a pretty cool thing. But let's talk about a little bit when you can't sleep. Okay. Let's talk about the sleep disorder. So let's talk about um, sleep paralysis okay. a little bit because you seem to be intimately familiar with it. If that's um, what happened, I think that's probably what happened. I mean, I am uh, obviously you know this. <laughs> You're an a, expert I've, now. I, I've had a career in this since the fourth grade. I mean, <laughs> come on, Heather. So sleep paralysis. So it's almost the opposite of sleepwalking. So mm-hmm. sleep paralysis is well, our our body releases certain chemicals that help us fall asleep. And honestly, when I'm falling asleep, I can feel the chemical release. I feel. It happened that, okay, now I'm going to fall asleep. Me too. You know? Do you? Yeah. 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 And I, like, I feel the transition. Yep. Me too. I absolutely, you know, I, I feel it and I know, okay, sleep is coming, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, we have certain parts of our brain, which college was a long time ago. I can't remember all of them, um, that regulate sleep and that give us, you know, um, 
the ability to stay still when we sleep, um, some of the chemicals that we release. And so sleep paralysis is when that chemical that keeps us still when we sleep is still present in our bodies. That's why we can't move. Um, but we've, but our brains have awakened. Oh, so our, our body still can't move because we have residual of that chemical walking around. Now, if you don't have enough of that chemical, then you may be a sleepwalker or you may be, you know, so. Um, gotcha. Okay. I, I dated a guy. I love this guy. He was like the most fascinating creature. I've, I, I, I was like, well, I don't understand you, but that's what makes you neat. Like I dated this guy who his body didn't make that chemical and he never wanted to stay over. He was like, I might punch you. He's like, if mm-hmm. I'm fighting in my sleep, I will hit you. Right. You know, and I'm like, I'm not scared of you. And he's like, no, it's not me. Right. You know, that you have to be scared. It's the fact that I can't be still. And I remember, like, it was like a trophy the first time that he took a nap with me. Like, mm. like mm-hmm. he was like, he said, do you want to take a nap? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, he's not going to sleep, you know. And he fell asleep. And I didn't because I was just like. You know, like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And he just wiggled and fidgeted and grabbed my ass a couple times, you know, like, and it was so nice. It was like literally the nicest nap ever, you know, but it was neat to like, like, it, it, it's something that he goes through his life with a fear. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because I, my body does not produce this and I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm sleeping. Right. You know? Do any of us know what we're going to do when we're sleeping? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, we, people get up and do things. Yeah. There, there are like old studies and reports I remember from my college days, people like walking out, you know, on the roof of buildings in New York City, you know, trying to balance on flagpoles and stuff. Like people get, people eat, sleep eating. Oh, sure. People can get up and eat, you know, Mm -hmm. and clean out the fridge. I saw a very well-documented episode of that on the Drew Carey show. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, of course, I'm sure it was 100%, 100% accurate. Yeah, 100% accurate, you know? So we've got sleepwalking, we've got sleep paralysis, we've got narcolepsy. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, we're just sitting here doing the show and I'm like, and I'm out, like I'm gone, like I'm just gone, like, I mean, like, all of these things. Um, We also have, um, so, you know, when you're, we have a section of our brain, I think it's above the um, spinal cord, like medulla oblongata. So I don't know. So I don't know. But there's a s- specific mechanism in our brain, and I wish I could remember it, and I tried to find it, and I don't you know. I, I wasn't going to read, like, 80 research studies just for this show. Sorry, <laughs> folks. You know, like, go down the rabbit hole yourself, okay? Right, go. Yeah, that's what the internet's you know, for. That's what the internet's for. Um, but there's a part of our brain that kind of filters out sounds when we sleep. Okay. And so usually your your life has sounds that are quote familiar. Right. So if you are raised in the inner city, like a lot of sounds that would not be normal sleep sounds for us become normal and become regulated and they're not a big deal. Right. You know? Um like traffic. Yeah. People exactly. talking. Mm-hmm. Trains. Mm-hmm. Like for me I grew up with trains near me. And, you know, like, a, like I still, I like the sound of trains at yeah. night, you know, like, so my upbringing was, you know, it was trains, it was crickets, it was whatever, you know, so now I sleep in my house and, you know, I got cats and they might be honestly loud because they're cats and cats are nocturnal at times, you know, and they're running around and they're making noise. And I don't wake up because my brain has regulated that these are safe sounds. Yeah, these are normal. But would that cat knock a bowl off the countertop and that bowl shatter on the ground, I would wake up instantly. And the freakiest feeling about that is when you wake up and you know something woke you up, but you mm-hmm. can't place what it was. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you wake up and you're in action before you're really conscious. You know, like right. your body is ahead of your brain, you know, in in its reaction to something like that. So I think that that's a really neat thing that we have a, like a filtering system. Mm-hmm. That's why mothers respond to their babies cry. That's why that's why you wake up, you know, because you hear this thing and you know it's something you have to respond to. I've also read some really interesting research that says that sometimes like it is either you or Robbie the better sleeper in the house. Hmm. Uh, Robbie probably. Robbie's probably the better sleeper. Well, depend depends on what you mean by better. Do you mean like more soundly asleep? More sound, like more. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think so. Well, I I read something that I thought was interesting, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know the all validity of it, you know. But I read that the person who sleeps more lightly, the person who is more likely to be alerted, mm-hmm. um, is that person because they're actually protecting the deeper sleeper because the deeper sleeper is seen as the leader of the group. The deeper sleeper is the one who needs the rest to be able to um, process the the daytime stuff better. Interesting. So the other person is more alert because they have to protect the leader. Wow, that is interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. God, sleep. Sleep is so cool. Sleep Does it have so anything cool. to do with the amount of crankiness of the leader when they wake up? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. I think that all all cranky uh, morning people should be avoided. That's all I can say. <laughs> I will not wake up somebody who is not a morning person. No oh. way. They wake up on their own time. I have nothing to do with that starting that process. <laughs> I think that that's a wise. Uh, that's just a... <laughs> That, you know, that's just a good move in general. I think that's a good one. Yeah, there are so many different sleep disorders. They're so interesting. There's so many things that play into that. Now, my sister's husband, he has kind of the opposite where nothing can wake him. Oh. Like, the, he, he filters too much. And there have been times she told me that this was okay to say. So I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I was like, is this cool for me to talk about? But there have been times that he likes to cuddle her, right? And he likes to come in and he wraps her up. And he's like a boa constrictor mm-hmm. and he's big. And I mean, he outweighs her by probably a hundred pounds. You know what I mean? And he's big and he wraps her up and he's dead and he's dead weight. Right. And, and he, she can't get out. And she can't get out. And she's like, I've been afraid he's going to suffocate me. You know, like, like she's like, he cannot be woken. Mm-hmm. No matter like, she's like the house could be on fire and he is not going to wake up. And that is not a <laughs> great thing to have as part of your sleep uh, patterns. I think that um, I lived next door to somebody like that in college um, in the dorm because she had all manner of alarms and none of them would wake her up. They woke me up. I'm sure. And I would have to go next door and bang on the door and get her to wake up. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's a, it's, that's a real problem for people. Like, it sounds just kind of funny or whatever, you know, but that's no, a real problem yeah. for people. There's there's other disorders, like there's um, shift worker disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you, you, there's all these different things. Go in the rabbit hole. Look up all the things that might be wrong with you when you sleep. <laughs> look up all the crazy that you might do when you sleep and not even know that you do it. Like, it's pretty wild. Yeah. There have been times that my son, well, like, my son sleepwalks once in a while. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot, but um, he'll... Like, I remember a few weeks ago, he came down, and I know when he's sleepwalking. Like, I 100% know. And he'll listen to me. He can hear me, um, 
In fact, I've heard him and his sister in their sleep talk to each other and have a conversation while they're they're asleep, which Mm -hmm. is really neat. Like, you know, we were in a hotel room and she says something and he says something back and they talk to each other like they have an exchange and they're both asleep. Um, But when he comes in, you know, if I'm like, hey, buddy, um, you need to lay down. This is mommy's room. This is mommy's bed. You know, like whatever. Like he obviously on some level hears me and understands me and he always does what I tell him to do um when he's asleep as long as I stay really calm like the first couple times it freaks you out like right crazy because you know someone's wandering around you know but um but when he wakes up in the morning he's like did you carry me down here and I'm like you're a hundred pounds I did not carry you down a flight of stairs you know and he's like how did I get here because he doesn't remember it at all he doesn't remember that he walked down in sat in my room I did it like once when I was a kid like yeah. one time you know like and he's done it like maybe three or four times but you know like gosh I can't can you imagine if it was like a problem like and these sleep eaters they literally get up and go eat like thousands of calories you mm-hmm. know that's and, what Drew Carey did yeah I mean it's crazy <laughs> and I think I, I think that maybe that kind of stuff is more likely when you're in like a deprivation state so say that you're on a really strict diet when I'm on a really strict diet I will dream that I break it and I will wake up like panicked. I will wake up like, did I just eat chocolate cake or, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah our dreams are really a way to. I definitely, um, like you said, you, you solve your problems um, mm-hmm. in your dream. I, I get a lot of hints from my dreams. Like I will also dream sometimes that I um, eat something that in my dream, I'm like, why am I eating this? And then in the morning I wonder, I wonder, you know, am I missing a mineral? Am I missing a nutrient? That's interesting. You know, uh-huh. like what made my brain think that I needed that? Like, I don't, I might be reading too much into it, but, you know, I often will wonder, why did my brain tell me that? What am I supposed to get from that? I My dreams often have, like, it's not about the direct thing, but it's very, very clear. And we can do... Depending on how long our show goes, we can either do dream interpretations, like the top 10 dream interpretations and, you know, common dreams today, or we might save it for the future. But um, I remember I had a dream when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, right? And I dreamed that I was alone in my childhood home. So most of my dreams that have to do with my parents or with me being a kid or anything like that are usually in my childhood home. I lived in this home from the day I was born till I moved out after college. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Well, I mean, I moved out for college, but, you know, (laughs) Um, but my parents like sold that place when I was a a proper adult, Mm -hmm. you know, like with babies and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I dreamed that I was at my parents' house. And I was in this room that we called the back room. And the back room was wood paneling. And like sh- like shag brown carpet, mm-hmm. you know. And I was sitting beside the wall unit air conditioner because mm-hmm. it's the thing that you have in Ohio, you know. And I was sitting in the um, brown recliner chair, and all these spiders were rushing out from the wall. Hmm. So many spiders, and I'm smashing them, and I'm spraying them. I've got every like I'm killing these spiders, and I'm pushing them back, and I'm pushing them back, and I'm like kill- like just like more and more. What's a spider cluster? Cluster is a cluster. I don't know. Swarm? Whatever. More and more gaggles, clusters, spiders, right? Um, all the spiders are coming. And and I keep beating them back and beating them back. And when I think they're gone, then more come. Like, I, I, we have a lull, and I think that we're fine, and I sit there in the chair, and then more spiders, more spiders, more spiders. And I woke up, and I'm like, it's lung cancer. 
<gasps> it's lung cancer. And that's what it, like, like we were fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and pushing it back and pushing it back and thinking it was gone and thinking it, you know what I mean? Like, and I realized that that's exactly what that dream was, you know, mm. like, and I, it really helped me process that I'm never going to kill all the spiders. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, what a shitty lesson. What a, what a, you know, like what a, what a hard thing, but you know, it helps you cope sometimes, yeah. you know, like your dreams can help you accomplish things, you Absolutely. know, and, and help you get places. And I don't know, like sometimes I like to look up, you know, like, what do you think that this dream, you know, like meant, or, you know, if, especially, do you have any recurring dreams, Heather? Often. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, mostly recurring um, locations. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like I read once, or maybe you told me this, that your brain, um, like many times I think that I'm having a dream in the house where I grew up, Mm -hmm. but it's not actually that house. Like in my brain, in my dream it is, but it's actually a different house. Some of it is... Like the middle part of it is the house where I grew up, but there it's been added onto. Mm-hmm. And I read once that your brain creates a dream house, mm-hmm. like a house where your dreams take place, and it includes elements of different places where you live. Kind of like a lived. set, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I often have dreams in the same location, like in that house, or um, I have dreams with, with certain the same scenario, but maybe some of the details are different. I have dreamed feature films. I have literally dreamed full movies with credits. <laughs> and I'm, movies that don't exist. <laughs> movies that don't exist. I remember, like, one of the scariest ones I ever had. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was, like, um, The Crucible meets, like, The Purge. I don't know. Like, it, it was this dream where meets, like, Stepford Wives. Okay. Like, it was, like, all the women in the town were being like like they were they were being oppressed by the men they weren't allowed to do anything like the the men ran the town um, but the women were trying to raise their sons to be different mm. and the and the men found out and it was like a war between the men and the women and it was absolutely the most disturbing like crazy and like the women are like rallying at the schoolhouse and they're trying to do a vote but the men wouldn't listen to the vote even though they they lost like it was totally crazy it was totally totally crazy and it probably was around the time i was going through my divorce (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean it like the end of it was it was like if you went and you saw this in a movie theater as a horror film you would leave absolutely so distressed. Like it ended in like the women, like a woman was trying to get over a fence and like she was going to get away. She was going to get out of the town and take her son and start anew. And she got pulled down and like gang raped. Oh no. Oh my God. Like, and, and it just like faded to black and the credits ran. And I was like, well, that is not, That is not the, uh, but I'm like, but if I could make this into a film, if I had my dream scanner that I wanted when I was a child, if we could have been streaming this like Netflix, I would have made a bajillion dollars. Oh yeah, that's It was a tremendous movie. (laughs) 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 Like it was a really good movie. Why do you think we can't remember them sometimes? You know, I wonder that too. Like sometimes if you tell it right away, 
you can remember. But even as you're starting to tell the dream, it's fading and you're having a hard time recalling things that felt so intimately personal to you just a short period of time Mm -hmm. before. Do you ever like lay down to go to sleep and as that like sleep chemical starts to release, you start to remember a dream from like the day before and you know it's going to continue? Ooh, no. I oh, that happens to that. me. Yeah, that happens to me. I, sometimes I hope a dream will continue because mm-hmm. I get frustrated that it was interrupted early. Yeah, that's hard sometimes. But yeah, like sometimes uh, like or maybe more of like a place thing, you know, like like I'm like, oh, I'm headed back to that place. Or you suddenly like as you're falling asleep, you remember the scenario of the dream. Like it. So I think we've talked before on the show about the idea of state-dependent learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and state-dependent learning is the idea that if you study for a test and you always drink four beers while you study, you'll actually do better performing on taking the test if you have four beers. Right. Um, because you learned under a certain state of mind and your brain needs to be in that state of mind to best recall that information. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I wonder about that with sleep. Like, like, okay, you know, like we're in that kind of dreamy zone. So you can kind of remember the dream and it kind of comes back to you for that second, you know what I mean? Like where you're like, when you wake up and you're like, God, I can't remember, what was that? You know, then you get back to that dreamy place and it kind of comes back to you. you I always wonder why it seems like so much more time has passed than actually has. Like when you have those cat naps and it feels like you've been asleep for two hours, but it's been 10 minutes. Yeah, they always say that um, dreams are really only like two or three minutes or yeah. something. Like they pack a lot in. I, I, I honestly, I, I will not believe that for myself. I will not You cannot dream a feature film and watch the whole damn thing. Like that's like time travel. That's that's like we're back to Bill and Ted. You know, like <laughs> I like I. I honestly will not believe, I won't believe it for I know, myself. For myself, I won't. Like, maybe other people have short dreams. I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. they don't feel short. They feel right. very complex. Very complex. But not enough time has passed for, for all of those things to have transpired. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I dream a two-hour movie, it was probably a two-hour dream. <laughs> we will never know. We will never know. I don't know. And I really love that some of my dreams have come complete with credits. Like, truly. Like, I'll, I'll see credits. Does it, is it all your name? I don't know what they say, really. <laughs> you know, you just, I think, like, kind of see them run. Like, once uh, I, I called a friend in Germany. I dreamed um, I dreamed in German. I, I woke up with a German phrase in my mind, and I texted her and asked her what it was. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But she was like, yeah, that's a real phrase, and it's a real thing. And she's like you had to come in contact with it sometime and I'm like of course you know yeah. like, something happened I was like, somehow I was like I don't know how I recalled it in the but I woke up and I texted my friend in Germany and I said this is what I dreamed and she's like okay it yeah it's a thing you know <laughs> like, oh that's cool you know so I don't know what our brains are doing mine's doing a lot I tell you that well mine's yeah busy when I'm sleeping do you keep a notepad and write things down? I used to, you know, um, I used to. I think sometimes there's like a, a wish fulfillment mm-hmm. in dreams, like a, like, uh, it's a real blurring between reality and, you know, and what's not like, I remember a dream where my dad, after he had passed away, like long after he'd passed away, he just walked up to me. And he reached out and took my hand and we just walked hand in hand, you know, and um, then we sat down on the ground, like Indian style cross leg from each other. And I like it was one of those moments that was so real, Mm -hmm. but also so like 
dreamy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it was just one of those things that you're like, wow. You know, like what we can totally say that it's just my brain saying, you know, like, wow, you miss him. But we can also say like, maybe something cool happened. I you know. I Isn't wonder it a that gateway too. to something neat. Sometimes I have some um, people who have passed who come and see me in my dreams, and I wonder mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, is that just my brain remembering them, or are they really coming to see me? Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. You know, I'd like to think they're coming to see me, um, but you know, who knows? Either way, I feel good about it. Like, yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. I feel love and comfort, and so I don't know that I need to dig much further than that. It's a nice thing. It really is. I think that I'm going to save um, our top 10 common dreams and what they might mean um, for for next time. So, oh, man, this makes me, my shows are ready for three weeks, so I'm happy. So we, <laughs> I recorded today, and then next week is the Brian show, which is already done, um, because all we have to do is talk about the things we've already talked about. Yeah. And now I have um, my show for two weeks from now done. So, so we're going to make them wait two weeks to continue this? I think we're going to have to because... Um, or maybe I won't do a show next week. We can do both of those shows next week. Oh, I don't want to host twice. You have to be the host. Okay. You have I'll to do a show. Something. You'll do something really good. I'm going to do a show on the top 10 brain and in, um, dream interpretations. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Well, this will give people plenty of time. Yeah. We'll put up a, a link and we'll ask people to share with us. And Heather and I will be your dream interpreters. Oh, this will be fun. Oh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what we can do for your show. Is or Maybe we, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, we'll we, do something fun. Stay we tuned. will do something. So I want you guys, though, to, um, we, we will give you a little bit of. Don't forget your homework. And your homework today is to tell us. Either a recurring dream, a dream that really freaked you out, that really, you know, got to you and you want to know what it means. We are going to be dream interpreters and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be dreamy. It's going to be absolutely dreamy. (laughs) And we will do that in a couple weeks. Excellent. And I guess until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.